Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What's going on, everyone? My name is Quaylen Harris, and I am the host of the Confessions of a Server podcast, a podcast where each week I'm going to talk about life working in the bar and restaurant industry. I'm going to give you some rants about things that make me mad. I'll let you know my opinion on hot takes and other topics dealing with our industry. And I'm even going to share some of my stories and confessions of things I've been able to get away with working in various restaurants. So if you currently or have ever worked in the restaurant industry, this podcast is for you. Make sure you check out Confessions of a Server on the One Star Podcast Network. I was saying before uh, I was on Smart Mouth, Catherine Spears' awesome podcast today. Spires, talking Spires. About Spires, thank you very much. Uh, talking about uh, garlic. And <laughs> I brought up the point that there's a certain sect of Buddhism where uh, these Buddhist monks specifically don't uh, partake in garlic or onion because it invokes the chi. It's too much. It's too much. So like it's either makes you like horny or fart, you know, and that's like garlic in a hole. And they're just like, no, not for us. My body's a temple. I will not feel these feelings. Whereas I'm just like, I'll feel these feelings all day. <laughs> I love it. I think I eat onion every day in almost every meal. I swear. Yeah, I so. just had garlic and spinach pasta. Like I just did it 10 minutes ago. So uh, she is invoked. Yeah. <laughs> she's invoked. I'm ready to roll. Let's roll. Ah, uh, you guys, well, welcome to Sidework Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. And I'm your other host, Brooke Van Poplin. And joining us today is real life friend and podcast sort of newbie, little bit. So it's exciting to have her with us, but she has been a bartender and also a beverage rep, and she's here with us now. Please welcome Victoria Canty, everybody. My voice Hello. cracked. Hello. Hello. Holy shit. I haven't seen you in so long. It's so beautiful to, to see you on the, on the other end of the Zoom call. I know. I was like, Andrea, I want to touch your face. I want you to touch my face, actually. Girl, you to get in ready. There. It's legal again, so come on in. It's you know. legal. I love when Andrea touching you was outlawed. It was an illegal facial before. I know. Talk about horny. Uh, 
Not that I like in a platonic way, mm. not like a, but like a, ooh, the excitement of something naughty. You I'm know? just going to bring you an onion next time. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm. There has to have been a past culture where onions were money. You know, sure. Why not? I think it's plausible. You know. Oh, I, you could pay me in bulbs of garlic <laughs> easily. I easily. If we were back in that day and age, you know, I'd be like, hell yeah, I'll take that. You can have my third born. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my third born for a facial. That's right. <laughs> Uh, there's the biggest fly just trapped in here with me. So if he takes the microphone f- away from me, you'll know. There's okay. a fly that keeps like plop, like plunking itself into my screen door. Or I'm sorry, my glass door. Like every few minutes, I just see a big fly go bonk. Like and oh, it makes no. like a thuddy glass noise. I'm just like, you can't come in. Sorry, my windows are so clean. Sorry, it's so clean. Well, I saw I saw Victoria last night in person. Whoa, IRL. She she went. I didn't know this, and it's a normal phobia. I totally get it. But a big old water bug just started kind of marching toward. Ooh, I know. I got her. I like this combo. Started marching toward my back door and I was like, uh uh-uh, uh fucker. And I took it out with my wooden sandal because I was like, this this thing's like a fucking quarter pound of just heavy wood. I'm gonna smash it. And then she's like, Oh God, oh God. No, I like don't. hid under my jacket as a blanket. I was like, She was she she's from South Carolina, so she grew up terrorized by water bugs. Oh, sure. On the it. face, flying and flitting around on her face. Ugh. My whole thing was like the growing up getting like the, the the screen beetles. Remember those? Just oh, like yeah. the big beetles that just like hang out on your screen for, those for no reason. Those don't bother me. They like it's, they just kind of hang out. Actually, I had a beet. I don't know if this is the same kind, but they're like really big. Are they kind of like June bugs or something? Kind Maybe. of June bugs are no. They're like okay. brown. They look like oh. giant brown ladybugs but i know what you're talking about if there's like june buggy beetles i see them walking across the path at griffith park all the time they're just like well i was gonna say i was at redbird for brunch one day and i literally i felt something like fall into my hair and i was like uh what is it because i have a trauma of water bugs flying into my hair and my face and things and it's real and it's happened like over 15 times which is unbelievable (laughs) Um, but bugs like really like big gross ones really like to hang out in my hair or something so anyway I was at Redbird and I like I felt actually first an orange fell on my head because there's like a there's a (laughs) there's like a garden back there and this orange like fell on my head and I was waiting for my friend and it was so awkward but anyway and then um so this, this one thing had already happened. And then I felt something else hit my hair. And I like looked at these girls that were sitting next to me and I was like, I'm sorry, can you just please look and see if there's something in my hair? And they both started screaming and there was a full on like huge June bug or whatever they are, but like huge beetle in my hair. And they were trying to get it out and smacking me and all this. And this was like in the pandemic, like when the first iteration of outdoor seating came back and everyone was screaming on like our side of the brunch patio. I I think what happened was that June bug was on that orange. It was too much weight. When the orange went 
kerplunk and henny pennied on your head. I'm going to say that. No, it was different. Like I the felt- June bug got stuck in there. Well, then I told the server, I was like, I'm really sorry about all this commotion. Um, this These things just happened to me. And he was like, oh, yeah. He was like, that bug is always around. And its name is like Jeff or something. I don't even know. Oh, my God. But they were like, they like had a name <laughs> for the bug because it always was like, do 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 and would like land on someone. But it was always around. So oh my god! I mean, me fucking getting punked by Jeff. I don't, uh, I don't know fresco life. I don't. <laughs> I Good I god! I'm ready really for that funny. patio life. I'm ready to get attacked by bugs and enjoy drinks with friends. Whoa! That but yeah, that's 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 vaccinated really life. Funny. Bugs on heads. Oh, it doesn't get better than that. Well, let's hop into a little pre-shift. Uh, okay. You guys, uh, One Star Network is out there. We were on the Modern Waiter podcast this morning, so that's going to be dropping, Brooke. Uh, right. I think it is already live because we drop on we drop on Fridays, and I think we'll have already been up for a few days. Oh, so right. If y'all we're didn't notice that, go back right. and ch- it's. I didn't realize how much fun we got into, like, heated, thoughtful discussion ranking the best candy. Mm. Um, (laughs) and came up with like some brackets and got it down to a top eight for you guys to go have your say you know go go have at and really discuss and fight over the merits of chocolate and sugared candies and uh it was really really fun so check out the modern waiter podcast all their stuff but especially the one with andrea and i yeah we had so much fun (laughs) (laughs) For sure. And yeah, that's kind of it for updates this week. So that was nice and short and sweet. Um, Okay, so I just have to share this with the world. We are already in headlines right now. I learned something that changed the landscape of the world forever. And now (laughs) we're going to share it with you. But this has always been available. You can pull up to the McDonald's drive-thru and say, can I have a birthday cake, please? What? And what? They, <laughs> yes. I, I. So they've always been there. They keep what? them in the freezers. And they're just frozen sheet cakes. They're about like uh, probably a good like 12 or 14 inch wide sheet cake. It has white and vanilla frosting. There are also chocolate versions available. But they've done like the micro lasering of the frosting. And it's Ronald McDonald etched into the cake when you take it out. But like, okay, so I am now, for any of you who still don't believe me, go look this up. It's nuts. They cost $10, right? Oh, my gosh. The price is right for a whole birthday cake. That feeds like 12 to 16 people. Apparently, it tastes just like those really soft vanilla um, sugar cookies with the frosting on them, you know, oh, the kind yes, of cheapy please. ones. Yeah, but a whole cake that's just like it's a sugar that's bomb. Ten dollars. So and I'm assuming these bucks. have been a, these have been around since like when you used to have your birthday party at McDonald's, right? <clears throat> yes. As a kid. Yeah, yeah. I never had one, as far as I know. No, we couldn't no. afford that. That was definitely a little too highfalutin to treat everybody to McDonald's. No, 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 no. I mean, like having your like your birthday party at McDonald's and then like them bringing a whole cake out. Like, well, yeah, absolutely. But it's also like, it's just one of those secret menu items. And so, okay, I haven't, I've been sitting on it because all I want to do is really, well, I hope you can't hear, but um, I want to pretend while I'm in the car with Sean, you know, I'm like, babe, I'm, can we go to McDonald's real quick? Like I'm just having like a, a nugget, 
and uh, you know, chocolate shake attack. Can we just do it? And then we pull up. Because that's what normal people say. That I am having nugget attack. Let's go to McDonald's. <laughs> like trying to keep it under wraps. <laughs> you know me. Always, I do. Always got to get those nugs. Um, sadly, if it was Burger King, there is a boyfriend who's like, should we Should we just go get you your jalapeno poppers from Burger King? Would that shut you up, you drunk? Anyways. Um, but I'm just going to be like, can we pop through there real quick? And then I'm going to order a fucking birthday cake and watch his mind melt. I mean, it is mm. the week of 420. I'm just going to say. Oh. So it would be like maybe an appropriate. It's the eve of 420, time. actually. Yeah. Oh, OK. So mm-hmm. it's the eve while we're recording. But right. this week, that's, when oh, y'all that's are true. hearing this. Hang yeah. out with your most stoned friend and take them through the drive-thru while they're so stoned and get them a birthday cake. <laughs> now everyone's going to do this. Everyone. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, I, I guarantee they're kind of, I they're bet they're out. out. They're if this is run running out. rampant, yeah, they're going to out. Cakes out of the bag. Hello. Kicks out um, of the freezer. Meanwhile, is there a secret menu item that I can get a Big Mac made out of cheeseburgers? Because please, can I have that? What option? does that even fucking mean? I guess it would just be like uh, a Big Mac, but it, it'd be like the cheeseburgers or the buns and then like all the other stuff in between that. I think cool. that is what a Big Mac is, isn't it? It's nope. just the bun. She's... It's just the bun with like the sandwich. She wants a sandwich. That's not worth it. You need no. like other stuff in there. She you basically need needs. Double... Yeah. Oh no, there'll be other stuff in she there. She needs layers inside yeah, of every layers. layer. I want layers on layers on layers. Layers, layers and section. Who what if you I am? Andrea's layers on layers on layers. Give what if you me. pull up and ask Give for it. a layer cake? A layer birthday cake. Yeah. You know what? Yes. Someone's going to call me fucking Shrek because I'm like, layers. <laughs> Andrea's got layers. And I'm going to be like, she's Shrek. Um, anyway, great McDonald's. Fuck Ugh. yes. Uh, nice to have, to have a happy surprise from McDonald's considering it's just been all sexual harassment cases lately. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so another great headline that we found. This is pretty exciting. This is happening in Philly. But um, this restaurant group Mm -hmm. called Marquee and Company, uh, which they are purveyors and owners of vegan restaurants, some of which include Mm. Hip City Veg, Bar Bon Bon, and Charlie was a sinner. Okay. Mm. Papa was a Rolling Stone, you know, the restaurant. Um, But they are just not waiting for Congress to discuss our fates as workers they're just like we're implementing a $15 minimum wage for the entire staff across the board across all of our franchises all of our businesses and we're going to set a precedent precedent motherfucker (laughs) very nice way to set yourself up for success and get ahead of the curve I'll say that I mean like here's the thing too it's just like you know, the, the we've talked so much, Victoria, which we'll get into more conversational stuff. But it's like the curtain has been lifted the past 14 months on how messed up the service industry is in terms. I mean, I know you see it and you've been a part of it yourself. But then just watching people who've been historically, you know, and criminally underserved, underpaid, exploited, you name it, suddenly like, yeah, you're you can be last in line for a vaccine, but we need to get your ass. You need to get your ass out there and open that patio so we can breathe in your face and have mimosas. Mm -hmm. And so it just 
it is like beyond time for these servers to all have that $15 guaranteed minimum wage because we all know that the servers are getting tipped out. We don't know what their hourly works out to be, but it is always so much more than back of house, your busser, your runners, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what I think is so fucking amazing. It's that you have the food runners, you have the buzzers, you have these barbacks, like all at, up at that level now. Wow, that blows my mind. I love it so much. It's just, it's just really, you know, and because we're talking more too about how the standoffs and sort of the, the frustration when a front of house and back of house comes together there is just this bias the back of house is like we're working twice as long and right. twice as hard as you sometimes to make maybe a quarter of what you walk away with and so it would really unify i think and harmonize the entire kitchen be like you all get baseline the same yes the server is still going to get tipped but at the end of the day you are all making at the bare minimum you know a, a livable wage at 15 dollars an hour that's great so that's Kudos fucking exciting. Guys. I know. I wanted to sing their praises. So definitely holler at us uh, if you your personal business is doing the same or you've heard anything in the area. This is good shit. We got to put together some evidence that it can work. We can all, <laughs> you know, anyways. Um, should we move into sort of a hybrid server submitted story today? Story. Ooh, I'm excited. Okay, so this is kind of an ongoing saga with our friend and listener, Jarrett, who works in uh, Georgia, who kind of lost his job for testing positive for COVID, even though it doesn't quite make sense. It's uh, we, we walked through it. He talked us through. Anyways, he gave us another update of what's going on. Um, so he writes in again. He says, this past Saturday, March 27th, so this is a few weeks ago, he said, I did something that I rarely do nowadays, and that is hang out with friends. I say rarely because working three jobs doesn't afford a lot of personal time. So Saturday morning, my friend told me that the gang is meeting up at the bar we all met at in 2014. We caught up, laughed, talked, ate, drank, had a good time. I was catching up with my friend Travis, who works for CNN as a breaking news reporter. Shout out to Travis, he says. I told him I caught COVID and he gave me some number as I shared how excited I was to get vaccinated on Monday, the 29th. And, you know, and then he told me how and then he went on to tell me how I got sick. So, as I will always say, I did everything to stay safe, washing hands, socially distancing as best as I can, and wearing my mask, which he did religiously as a bartender at a bar. He said, I did all of that and will continue to. So, Travis gave me the numbers and facts on how, and he told me how it happened. I caught COVID through my eyes. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh Go ahead, but yeah, yeah. Right, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. He said, it never occurred to me that that would be a way I could catch it as safe as I was. I never thought to shield my eyes and wear a visor. And that is why I never lost taste or smell. If I caught it nasally, which maybe I don't know if that's the truth. We can we can chit chat about it. He says, you know, if I caught it the other way, I probably would have been worse off and probably at that point more prone to get tested because he had really funky light symptoms, he says. But as I mentioned before, it just sort of felt like a sinus infection. And thank God it was not worse. 
then some of the good news is my friend then also went on to tell me that people who've caught COVID and then get vaccinated are lucky and blessed. He said that because our bodies have already fought off the virus and have a known enemy to fight, getting vaccinated will boost our antibodies to six times the amount to wow. fight off this thing again, virtually making us immune to this damn thing. Wow. He does go on to say, though, just because we are vaccinated and have a head start doesn't mean that we are invincible, though. We can still right. pass it on to someone. There's a small chance of that and get them sick. So I urge everyone always follow the CDC guidelines and be safe out there. Godspeed. Good t- tips. Good health to all. Jarrett. And he shared some other important stuff. He said, P.S. Here is some info for you to share if you choose. It's from The Giving Kitchen, who he had mentioned to me before. Um, and I'll, I'll post this, but it's their number and website and how they can help servers, cooks, door guys, and bartenders in the Georgia and Tennessee regions. He, I just paid my rent today for next month, and it is a load off my chest thanks to them. Oh, wow. Thanks so much. But yeah, they basically help out of work for, through no fault of your own if you got COVID and you had to, you know, be off the job until you could prove you were testing negative. There are resources to help you make sure you don't, you know, miss your <laughs> necessary bills you have to pay. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll share that info. Yeah. Um, yeah, getting it through your eyes is something that, like, I learned pretty quickly as far as how it's just a super-duper-duper easy way to get sick. I mean, we get colds through our eyes and stuff, too. Viruses can get in there and 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 dig in. Um, but, um, shit, yeah. And that's why having to wear a shield is so important, especially as servers with people eating again, you think, but, like, shields really are protecting uh, your eyes. Absolutely. It's amazing. I know. And can we talk about the most perplexing person out there was the one who's just wearing a shield and nothing else? Yeah. What, what are you up to? It doesn't make any sense. What are you doing, um, pal? About, if you're welding, I get it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I also A feel like your life. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I also feel like if you're welding, you usually have no shirt on but a face mask, you know? Oh, so you're like real sure. sweaty and they're like flames. You get, you get, like, behind I know that's the, what I do. And I hot one that you pop up and down, you know, you can pop that shit. Yeah. <laughs> don't use the plastic ones if you're welding. Obviously, you melt it to your damn face. Okay, so I wanted, uh, you guys, we're going to pop into something a little different right now. I have been, as I tell as I tell Victoria, I've been lurking. I've been lurking mm. around. I've been mm. lurking around these internets, okay? I've been lurking around on your, on your Instagram. What was the song? It was like, I like the way you, you lurk. lurk. Or something do, like that. Do, do, we did, we, we like had a song yesterday in a, you oh, you got in a t-shirt fun. moment or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We did have fun, Andrea. <laughs> we were together, no masks, and we're hugging and drinking spritzers. Very nice. Of we're, some sort. We'll, we'll get into that. Okay. So I've <laughs> I've said a little bit about this Reddit group that I'm obsessed with. It's a community called We Want Plates. <laughs> and it's Same. six right? It's six hundred six hundred and seventy thousand members strong. And as I've argued, it is depictions of all the ways restaurants are just seriously fucking up by putting food on things other than plates right now. And as you scroll through Oh um, yeah. It's it's like it's like think of going to like uh, like a dollar store and all of like the bad kitchen gadgets you could buy, like a really cheap looking paper towel dispenser. Oh, well, let's go get some of those and instead stack onion rings on them. 
there's literally an iPad with a photo of a plate that's pulled up on it and then the food put on the iPad with a projected oh photo gosh. of a plate on the iPad. There's uh, a there's we... a rubber ducky moment in here too. I'm now looking through it. Yes. Drink. Oh, can we talk about what I'm seeing right now, which is basically like it's a wooden hand like <laughs> kind you would you would like mold it to like do a like it's you your know, artist. sketching body it's work. Like yeah. Yeah. Hand. That's what and that it's is. got a it's got a big wad of caviar, like a big bump of cocaine. Right there on your, yeah, and, on your, between your thumbs. But there's an antler. Oh my gosh, go down. So, there's an antler. There's like a. Oh yes. No, no, no. There's like a meatball or like a meatloaf on. Okay. And, and, <laughs> that's so terrible. These, whoa, these places. This is incredible. So I'm, I'm obsessed with this group. So everyone go on the Reddit. We want plates and you will have you know, like mm-hmm. a freak out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the antler has like a tiny piece of a moose bouche on it. And it's like the antler is seven times the size of the food that's being served. Um, It's just all these places, you know, the place with the wooden hand with the wad of caviar. I am so ashamed to see it's in L.A. Um, <laughs> There's also a, like a really creepy Barbie doll that has a dress made out of prosciutto. It's like really <laughs> oh, gross. See now, that's smart. It says 2010 <laughs> called and Lady Gaga needs her dress back. Okay. But okay. So oh, no, that one's good. It's so good. But you guys get you get the point. Like if you're out to eat, let's all start contributing when you see your food come to you on anything it shouldn't. Like that's basically not a plate. Cause the we were saying the big thing too now is like everything's gotta be served on fucking wooden paddles, huge yeah. chopping blocks. People are serving your food to you on tiny garden shovels. Like it's getting so outrageous and my biggest complaint though is like look at this cracked prepping board right it's a chopping block with cracks all in it there's also slate and you're like how is that shit going through the dish pit and truly getting sterilized we all know that wood soaks up bacteria germs and oh i hate it this trend needs to die Look, I'm just gonna say it before we move on, but I'm what I'm I'm looking at three cheeseburgers on a skateboard right now. Yes, I know you are. <laughs> okay. So we're all just like on we're like, we can't stop watching. No, it's it's so fun. I mean, I love contributing to so it's like you guys get the vibe, right? So yeah. then seven hours ago, someone joins this subreddit, and it's my favorite thing. The 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 t- subject line is which plates should I choose for a new house? Hi, guys. I'm moving out from a flat into my own house. And then she goes on to talk about her life. It's so annoying. But she's like, I basically don't have a whole lot of home decor. And then goes on about her move. And she's like, the issue is we don't have any dinnerware, cookware, or flatware. And otherwise, we realize we have nothing helpful to live on our own. Besides, eating food from the takeaway is not an option for us. And she goes on to ask advice for what kind of plates to get because she thinks this is a Reddit thread of ah! people who love plates and give oh. suggestions. And the like the responses under here are like, do you know where you are? Yeah, that's you- <laughs> the Reddit plate boners, not we want plates. You need to go to plate boners for that. Oh my God. <laughs> They were they were incredibly kind to her. And then people started giving dinnerware suggestions because there are a lot of chefs on here who are like, you can't go wrong with a pearly white, honey. You know, (laughs) I know they they took care of her. I know. But I just I love the innocence of like, oh, I finally found my community. People who talk passionately about 
plates. <laughs> and it's like, no, it's we it want. Uh, you don't get it. I mean, I get it. She's like, I want plates. I need plates. We don't have plates. This is a classic Reddit blunder. Let's face it. This or is what I would do because I don't go down Reddit threads. So I'm just like, I'm like, sure. I like plates too. Or is she like the ultimate troll? Was this like a boss oh, level baiting? troll? Who mm-hmm. knows? Mm-hmm. I, don't I don't know, know. but I fucking I don't know. enjoyed that. You know what I think? Because we went down that way, everything's broken. Is what I, that'd be another <laughs> good uh, plate uh, Reddit thread. Everything's broken. Yeah. <laughs> It's so, it's so much. Anyways, guys, please go, go follow We Want Plates. I on can't Reddit. stop looking at this. <laughs> I'm like it's still going. Mesmerizing. So they have, is- at the, it's horrible, right? At the top of the thread, they, they compile and change like their hall of fame. But one that they did, it is so disgusting. We talk about it all the time. It's just like soggy burger and fries, question mark, because so you know those huge brandy snifters that almost look like fish bowls? Mm-hmm. Like they're like, I, my palm isn't even big enough to hold it. This restaurant shoved all the fries into the bottom and then made like a teepee of two cheeseburgers on top all in there. Do we understand how heat transfer works? Yeah, Everything turned into soggy, shitty, like, I, I'm like, and the whole, the glasses just steam to the bejesus. So you can't see it. It looks like a terrarium of food. It's people are out of their fucking minds. I just want a plate. Just give me a plate. I can't. So what one last um, oh, yeah, of what people are not seeing. <laughs> she's having a, she's having a rough time. I, I really am. This is too much. So there is a six pound feed shovel, which is like shoveling feed for cattle. You know, like it's huge, oh, yeah. but it's wrapped in tinfoil. So, you know, I don't know what that means. Sanitary. <laughs> Sanitary, but it's just like piled with ribs and I don't know, fried giblets or something i can't really tell what it is but it is the most janky like this it's, but it says six pound feed shovel excuse me six pound feed shovel from casey's rib shack in new hampshire so it's like a real restaurant wow. and they just i just bring you out this tinfoil wrapped shovel i mean and you know it. that that's just like yeah do it we're fucking eat the shovel meal tonight's the night like that's what people I, uh say when they <laughs> Well, and I really think like this says a lot about who I am. Like if I saw that food was coming out on embarrassing platters, I'd be like, we got to get out of here. We, we can't be here. This is also, can we talk about having as a server, having to carry the shovel to the table? Or your fucking side work is like, do you mind rewrapping all the handles of the six pound feed shovel with tin foil? Real talk. Like who is doing that? And is, where do they stack these? Like, right. do they have like a a post like you would for your closet, you know, your, your gardening shed. Exactly. They've got a tough shed out back. We keep keep all our plates in the tough shed out back. Like how do they wash that? Because (laughs) that does not fit into the dish pit for sure. I'm also watching the feed shovel. Is this a separate feed shovel? Like, I think there's just more than one. But basically the server's bringing out the feed shovel. It looks like it it could be like a Korean, like a stir fry situation. Oh, I think that was dumps it in the middle of the table and everybody no. has like a like look of awe like this is really happening i feel it's, like oh we God. could do a whole podcast just on this like actually yeah i think this is pretty it, great it i can be a segment. you know what i think we should just all click it out just exit out <laughs> we, need so we, can, we need to go we need to go we need to move on victoria 
I know Sorry. that I know I could I know there for I, a long time. I brought this hellfire upon all of us. But oh, yeah, I'll get down there later. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. We'll get, start a thread. We'll get back in later. But yeah, guys, check it out. And as always, hey, we would love a fresh batch of your server submitted stories. We, Absolutely. We blew through a bunch of them because we had had a backlog and then we wanted to get them out. So some of them are living on our Patreon. We've done a couple episodes that are just the server submitted stories. And today we kind of like clicked through the usable, readable on air ones. No offense to anybody, um, you know, but <laughs> feel free. We want to hear from you. Yeah. I mean, I understand things are opening back up. Like the world is being navigated like in a different direction where you're probably back to your like, quote unquote, normal day to day. But like when you when you get some downtime, please, please send them our way. I know. What a coulda, shoulda. You I love a good server story. They're so good, right? <laughs> so okay. Good. So send them our way. Sideworkpod <laughs> at gmail.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right. Well, we are back in, everybody. And as we said, our very special guest today is our good friend and current representative, shall we call her, of the Lo-Fi Apertif company and brand, which out of respect for you, Victoria, because you left some with me last night. Oh, yeah. I'm having a sweet vermouth Ooh. with a little bit of the elderflower tonic. You oh, yeah. Behind. That sounds great. Mm. It's good. <laughs> it it's delicious. It's low ABV. It's turning my nose red. But that's the story of my life. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes those like vermouthy Jenny things that they 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 get the capillaries working a little. Do bit, they? You know? Okay. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to end up with a gin blossom on the old nose. Andrea, mm-hmm. you would have a field day with that. I would tell you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you use you use product to keep your skin moisturized and stuff. So it would take a lot of gin, I think, for many years without taking care of your skin whatsoever to achieve that look. Okay. Okay, good. Just just to play it safe. Um. Okay. So today our topic is we have never touched on. You know, I'm using it as a blanket term right now because we want to talk about the industry sort of as a whole, but beverage reps, which we all yeah. have had to, that's such a major part of your restaurant and bar job. And so yeah, before we, we give to- shout outs for sure, big shout out Sorry. for yeah. all that. Sorry, it's taken 120 episodes to uh, <laughs> remind us of that part of the job. But um, let's start first of all, because you only really touched on it last night and I was a little bit like, save it for tomorrow. Oh. But um, <laughs> We and would, then you guys just sat in awkward silence for the next two that's hours. That's exactly what we did. We just killed a cockroach and then yep. I crawled Stared. under my 
blanket yep. as a jacket. It was great. It jacket was fun. And then blanket. We, we ate vegan hamburgers. It was really fun. We did. Uh, so I, I, Andrea and I both, we want to hear more about your background as a bartender because you were talking to Sean last night and you're like, well, I mean, my bar won best bar in the world. And I was like, what? Like, right <laughs> I didn't in- say it like that. <laughs> no, not like you were like, I, I mean, you're like, I mean, it's kind of crazy. I only you're- said it like that because we were talking about New York and we were no. talking. I don't want to. No, 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 no. There's no, there's no shame. There's no apologies. That is some knowledge that just got fucking dropped. I think is what Brooke is saying. Wow. That's yeah. not blowing our minds. Right. And also because then she found out she knows Sean's cousin, who's like, that's you know, true. owner of the Clover Club, which is all crazy. So that's and he's in New great. York. And he's, <laughs> he's wonderful. He's a badass for real. He's amazing. Nice. nice, nice, nice. So let's let's backtrack a little bit. What are the events that led you to be at one of the best bars in the world? Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, I that is a long story or a short one. I don't know. <laughs> we got time. But I can all I can say that I have worked in every type of bar. I think that's possible. Well, I don't know, maybe sans a few, but um I start I'm from South Carolina. So I started um actually this isn't really bartending, but this is kind oh. of bartending. Oh, it's all, it's all qualifying. I started shaking drinks to order when I was 13 years old. I got wow. signed permission slip to work at this hilarious lemonade stand in the middle of like a shopping center. And I had to actually stand inside of a lemon, like a huge, like it was like the banana stand, the frozen banana stand for sure. Love a kiosk. It was was (laughs) an entire lemon. I had to go and unlock it, lift up the lemon top and stand inside of it. And I had to make fresh lemonade. So I put lemon juice, sugar, water, shake it. It was shaken. I also shook lemonade at 16, by the way. Oh, yeah. So you know my pain. Uh, So that's where it started. My, My bartending skills got... I don't know. Mm-hmm. They blossomed there maybe or something. But then I ended up um, working in a few places in South Carolina. My mom was a bartender too. And we had like a downstairs bar area where my, our families would like make drinks for each other. Shag carpets, yeah. whiskey oh. barrel, like poker table, all the, all the things of like, this I don't know, a- the seventies. The oh, um, it's so dreamy. I'm picturing it just so well. And I want to be was, there right now. Yeah. Was, <laughs> you know, like, uh, what are they called? Not plywood. What's the wall? Um, Nagahide? No, not Nagahide. No, the um, wood paneling. Oh, yeah, wood paneling. Wood paneling yeah. was all up in there. We had red, shag, carpet. so much cigarette, cigarette smoke 100, everywhere. Virginia Slims, uh, Salem Ultras, all that were if up in there. But anyway, so I had, I, my mom was a bartender and I sort of like paid attention to that. Maybe my dad was like a lawyer and like county council chairman and like very different, two very different sides of things. But either way, I started working, um, as an actual bartender when I was legally allowed to work as a bartender. Cause I did this when I was not legally allowed to bartend sure. when like my manager didn't show up for work or whatever, <laughs> these like yeah. tie places. Um, but anyway, I worked at a fine dining spot to start out and then I ended up moving to San Francisco and I worked in several different styles of bars there, including like a boozy ice cream place and a (laughs) Japanese whiskey and sushi bar. And I did like Roman Italian. So I've kind of like gone all over the place and traveled the world. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, through restaurants, through actually. Liquor. I did ping pong myself across the U.S. So basically, I left San Francisco, went to New York, and on a whim, um, 
actually, this is a Tom Macy story. So basically oh. I met my future boss at Clover Club. I was sitting at the bar and he was sitting at the other end and I had come to New York, like not really knowing exactly what I wanted to do. Maybe I wasn't going to be a bartender anymore. Maybe I was just going to work in film, da, da, da. And I started talking to this guy at the bar and he was like, you need to be connected with this guy, Nara. And he's at the other end of the bar. He's like, just slide me your phone number and information and I'll give it to him. And I'll just like talk you up <laughs> basically. Um, and so he did that. And Naren texted me like five minutes after I left. He didn't actually introduce me, but it was at Tom's bar that I got this That's job. That's crazy. I'm going to tell yeah. Sean. Yeah. So funny. And so like, it's a small world after all. But so then I went and uh, talked with them and we were this like teensy tiny little team. There was only three of us that were working behind the bar. And, um, and then we had like, I don't know, this big, big, big idea. Obviously these guys did come in with their, their aperitif focused drinks. Oh, by the way, I didn't say this, but I worked at Dante. <laughs> so yes. we're just like talking about this mysterious bar, right, but Dante okay. in New York city. Um, and yeah, like it, it literally changed my whole life. We, we like, we're in the trenches for so, so long. I ended up, um, you know, like managing there and doing event coordination for stuff that was like on-site and off-site. We have a million stories to tell within those walls, but it's a over a hundred year old bar. So wow, lots and lots of history. And then we sort of like launched this, um, I don't know, like, I feel like we had a resurgence or a, or a, revitalization or something of aperitif cocktails in America, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, okay. because we really did, um, sort of, we had a Negroni menu for happy hour. An entire menu. A, right. Yeah. We had like You're a lucky fluffy Garibaldi. We had like lots and lots of things. And, um, it was all stuff that I honestly, at the time was just like not familiar with. I, I worked in whiskey and like regular cocktails. So it was a really cool learning experience for me to, uh, work there, but I am, I mean, I'm a go-getter and I'm like kind of one of those people that does everything I possibly can to make something work, I think. Right, right. And then so was everybody else there and we just did it. I don't know. We ended up getting best bar in the world, but it was, um, and within <laughs> like teamwork makes the dream yeah. work on that. Yeah. And it was that's great. Like three, four years of us opening. I can't remember the exact timeline, but, um, yeah. So it, I feel like it was a little bit of luck and a little bit of hard work, but I am very proud of what we did. And, um, I worked for Saxon parole as well. So okay. they had already won uh, best bar in America before me, but then also when I was there, they won it then. And so it was a really cool, like, I don't know. It was overwhelming actually wow. to be a part of those teams. I'm yeah. like flattered. You're our friends. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I did know. I mean, ditto. this is the kind of stuff where you're just like, whoa, it's just like a next level situation for me, you know? Yeah. I mean, and I, I mean, even for me, cause it sort of feels like imposter syndrome or something. I mean, I had a lot, yeah. I do feel like I had a lot to do with it, but I also, um, you know, I, it was, Naren is a genius and everyone mm -hmm. he sort of took under his wing and taught, uh, has got like a, a whole new mentality on the way they make drinks. So a lot of his, um, 
what do you call it? Not he's the mentor. So are they mentees. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. All of those people. The grasshoppers, really... if you will. Oh, also named, named we were talking about gra- also that's Narn's favorite drink. So one of really? them. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. See what I like and the way you're talking about it too and knowing you and what a genuinely like wonderful kind person you are Aww. it makes me really happy to hear that you're part of these teams that all work so hard to strive to achieve and it's not just a bunch of like snobby assholes with mustaches you know we it's, did not it, not one well there was one mustache but he's the sweetest person in the world so I accept it he does not yeah, sweet man behind that mustache. I know it's I'd be like I'd be the only one with the closest thing to a mustache behind that bar, and she's a blondie. So yeah, so I don't Just know. As, yeah, so, as someone who truly believes that like hard work gets you places, this makes me very happy. Yeah, is- I definitely did a lot of hard work. I'm not gonna short myself on that one because I I have gained lots and lots of gray hair from working in all of these places at my young age of and, I, and I'm not telling you actually <laughs> you, you don't have to but what I what I want to say is like you are mm-hmm. you are for your world experience and your time in this industry you're significantly younger than us and so it is funny when you do the math you're like wow you really have been doing this since like a young age because yeah. when you say your number of years, you're like, oh, you must have started early because you're not old by any means. 13 and lemonade stand. I'm just kidding. Exactly. Right. <laughs> um, and also, I don't mean this as a prejudice thing. It is for me knowing you now and knowing you in our like in our L.A. years, like it's like we're all kind of our best selves who do self-care. Mm-hmm. And it is hard to picture you as like, you know, a 4 a.m. bartender because I know you are an adult who now has a different style of job, which will get back into the bar and, um, you know, brand repping and all of that stuff. But it is really funny. It's such a switch when you go from that. My eyes are on the prize in this like fun, like sexy nightclub, shaking drinks all night sort of vibe. And now you're really fantastic at what you do and it's very adults and you're very, very together, um, which you have oh, to be for all of it. It's you. just, I think of when I, when I do think of some of the bartenders in my life, there's definitely a line in the sand where you're like, yeah, they're a mess. And <laughs> yeah. that's just, you know, yeah, that's very true. Like, are they, are they, okay? are they doing okay? Are they okay? You know? People. And then there's the other side where they're kind of like, you're, you wouldn't guess they were bartenders because they're really great business people in general and uh, keep the keep the drinking at the bar and keep it off hours and whatever. Anyway, so yeah, it's it's funny to know you as we know you and to be like, oh my God, she was one of the best bartenders in the world. Mm-hmm. I best mean, bar. I Bartender. don't know. I, I, I feel like I helped uh, steer the ship of the best bartenders in the world. I mean, I definitely... I'm good at like execution, I think, and taking direction. And, um, I had really good leadership there. And so mm-hmm. it was like, I, I could take it and run with it, but, um, yeah, it was definitely, I feel so weird. Cause it's, I don't think I should be taking credit, but I, but I know that other people would be like, you're stupid, but it just, it does feel <laughs> like, um, I don't know, like imposter syndrome or something. Oh, I know, <laughs> then, yeah. Well, moving moving forward to talking about being a BevRep, which you are, and we'll get into like your specific uh, mm-hmm. like angle of that. But the history on BevReps um, is really interesting to think about just as being, I think of them as like really fun door-to-door salesmen in a way, if you will, you <laughs> That's know? That's true. <laughs> a little bit. Um, yeah. 
reps essentially work for these companies that 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 dole out the booze because of all the liquor laws that all the cities and all the states have, correct? Yeah, there's a little bit of a so each state has their own uh laws and regulations and all these things. And so um, most brand ambassadors or beverage reps or, you know, that kind of thing work in states that have a three-tier system, meaning like um, there's a distributor and a supplier and then the retail or restaurant. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's like an extra layer because if you're in a state that only has, for instance, like state sponsored liquor stores, then you, there's not really much you can do. Um, there's a lot of legal red tape. So some States like California and New York, um, are that three-tier system though. So we, we kind of sell it in and we figure out programming and education and we basically become the face of the brand and the, like the guide, if you will. Yeah. The guy, yeah. Yeah. And we can get, um, all of the information out there on a local level through several like marketing, education, um, community events, that kind of stuff. And then that's the, we, but we don't make any sales. It's illegal for us to make an actual sale. So the distributor then comes in and says, would you like to buy this now that you know this person or whatever? Right. Um, and brands can sell themselves, you know, to some degree, but it is a nice way to actually build the brand, um, identity. So you can like Mm -hmm. focus on a person that embodies what you, the brand is and, um, and then, you know, go forth that way. It's kind of like an influencer meets an education person, meets meets a door-to-door salesperson. (laughs) Absolutely. It's like someone who's like, Hey, I know the people who make this product and I know this is the kind of product you're looking for. Mm -hmm. I'm helping both of you guys. Like I'm going to introduce you to each other. I think it's, uh, I love the whole Bev rep. Plus you're like on the go. Like you're all, you're a gal on the go. (laughs) That is true. It's a definite, uh, it's a busy, busy job. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think like we, it's, it sounds really fun and it is really fun, but it also is like, I mean, the hours are, it's interesting because, you know, the other night, basically I have admin to do all day and then, uh, I have to go out to accounts and like support them and do that kind of thing. And I didn't get home till like, you know, 12 the other night Mm because we can go outside again. (laughs) So, um, but you know, and I started work at nine, so it's, and some days aren't like that, but it is a really, it is go, go, go like to the nth. I mean, it's, it's a lot. So, um, but it's super fun. I mean, you know, so never a dull moment. (laughs) I think that reps, I mean, they become so nuanced now and that's specifically what you do as far as like having the one guy that would be like, here's, here's your basic bitch shit. Here's your, you know, Bud Light on tap. Here's it's your fireball me. whiskey, right? To now, um, you know, having like very specific wine regions being represented, mm-hmm. um, having very specific beer beers being represented, and to you having something like aperitifs at Lo-Fi. Um, yeah. It's pretty cool how everything's so nuanced these days. Well, I feel like it's it's like gotten like a real makeover with these cooler, nicer, elevated brands. Because like I'm thinking back to, you know, Andrea and I working in Chicago at Bad Dog Tavern, which if you Ooh, can imagine, yeah, exactly. 
if you can imagine, I mean, we had like our German beers were on point. We had yeah. like, you know, uh, what were those? Lemboise or yeah, like, we oh, had like yeah. a, a nice Belgian on on tap, like you know, a Delirium or a an Abbey, whatever, you know. But outside of that, really, you know, our wine was okay. Like Castle Rock was kind of where we, you know, like talked <laughs> yeah, out, like, yes. yeah. Or whatever, yeah. but um, you would see like when the beverage reps would come in, our the owner would run. He would just mm-hmm. run, and they're sitting there. And so you know, like the owners or the managers kind of paint this picture, you know, that a beverage rep is is a real pest. And it's like, well, do Can you be. want? <laughs> well, if it's the wrong person, of course. Mm-hmm. But it's just really funny. And I'm just speaking of my personal dealings in a few of the restaurants would just be like the owners never wanted to talk to them or would be hiding in the cellar and you know in the new york he's like make them go away and i'm like i don't know what to do and so i feel like what's so (laughs) cool and different is like you guys now all have social media presence on your side i think that it it does so much for it's like i know we're like not because lo-fi just has a great feel already it's smart It, it's aspirational, if you mm-hmm. ask me. It makes me want to find out what it is. And, cool. Um, That's good. I right. Like that. you know, I'm giving you some feedback, right? Yeah. Because, like, I'm consistently the person who's like, I just like my tequila and soda. And um, to be curious and try some things and to have someone who's not pushy, you're suggestive and informative. Like, I now have opened my palate up to some slightly different beverages that I normally wouldn't have. For the win, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> you can, you can, uh, you can quote that to your boss so he gives you a he or she gives you a raise. You, you can, can Google say. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but that is exciting. I'm really glad to hear that you're not just, uh, you know, blowing smoke. No, no, <laughs> definitely that. not. I think because we all fall like in a, a like as a person or even just a restaurant, you can fall into these real ruts with what right. you offer. And so it takes a good and exciting liquor rep or wine rep to come in and be like, you need a facelift and this is how you're going to do it. And you're going to have a slightly sexier bar <laughs> offering. You're, you're almost like selling, you are selling a lifestyle obviously, but I think keeping things fresh and exciting is definitely like the name of the game with a lot of this stuff. And for owners, to be like we have a Melbeck we have a this and just to be like nope we do what we do and I think that is just restaurant owners in general sure just, you know like we know what we like sorry you know don't try and sell me shit sorry well it's funny that you're saying that because it, it's like it is one of those things that you as a brand rep you you do have to and I so I came directly from that world so right. there are some people that have never been behind a bar they don't know what ordering is they don't know yeah, sure. like and that it's the first obvious. is inventory day and that Friday nights are the worst possible time for you to come in and amen da, 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 you know like all of those things and so um it really does help to have someone that that comes directly from the other side because you can understand how to be a respectful or respectable rep for your brand. And also if you're coming in and you're trying to shove things down people's throats that they just absolutely will never use, like it's, uh, you just have to, it's not, it's not good for anyone. Mentality. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, I'm not going to try and sell fireball into like 
Um, not that I have fireball <laughs> zero, but I, I just, you know, when you get like some, a, can you let me know though? I, yeah. Could, could you, you give us, is there some sort of wait list that can be put on? For... Hey, listen, we used to make our own version of fireball in San Francisco. We were all, you know, snooty and we just put red hots in it and cinnamon sticks. Hell yeah. That's good. Of course. <laughs> well, this, this version doesn't have the formaldehyde in it, which is, oh, yeah, I know, bummer. which is nice. Better might, for those body. red hots might have some in there actually. You that know, I'm, a, I'm perplexed uh, when I hear that, that, that reps, Bev reps, beer reps, wine reps don't come from a world of service first. It's, it's That's... a little mind boggling. Well, me. let me also say this. So there's reps and then there's ambassadors. Um, mm-hmm. So I am what's called a brand ambassador. And that is, a person who does what I was talking about, the education, um, marketing, like, um, community outreach and target account visits. So you're like building relationships with the, with the, um, the account, but then there's reps who, and those are mostly like wine and beer, but they mm-hmm. work for big portfolios and they have like, you know, 75 beers that they're trying to shoot into each account. And, and, and technically they're all the same, but we would call a rep, for instance, um, somebody that works for the distributor a lot of times. So, um, they are like, we call like my, my distributors wine warehouse. So we have wine warehouse reps. Um, and then I think the distinguish, the distinguishing factor between like ambassador and rep is just a little bit more nuanced, um, or targeted stuff with your brand, if that makes Got sense. Yeah. Um, and, and if somebody may come on and say like, you're absolutely wrong, but from my perspective and from my experience on both sides, that's how I take it. But you will hear rep interchange. Like somebody probably calls me the lo-fi rep, you know, right, um, I right. am representing it, but it, we are technically called brand ambassadors when we do this, like, um, more sort of nuanced targeted, um, outreach with, with the community. Well, you're the person who can like actually really whip together a great drink because of, you know, your years bartending and the accolades that come with that, Um, (laughs) which, by the way, we, you know, we're doing a little research getting ready for this episode. And I kept seeing articles and write ups saying basically the bartending prepares you for a career in sales. If you want to make that pivot to ambassador. Sure. um, Or real estate. (laughs) Any yeah. exactly right. I mean, yeah. we talk about servers are really great with production. Um, when mm-hmm. it comes to creative production on sets, if that if that's because we multitask like motherfucker. Yeah, running around and and doing. I know it's we can handle a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, apparently it's been a really big side hustle. Uh, during COVID, for people to say like I'm an out of work bartender, mm-hmm. so maybe I'm gonna see if there are opportunities for me on the sales side. You know, because you know liquor. Yeah stores absolutely had no break they their sales boomed this past 14 months i know several people that did that even with grocery and things like that things that were Uh open um they had a really specific skill set and they could come right in there and be and know a lot about what's going on the shelves for sure for sure Mm -hmm. yeah Um, so it's interesting to see that like if you are someone who's like, I need to hang up my apron, like mm-hmm. I can't do it anymore. Um, you have a lot of qualities and things on your resume that would make you a good candidate for this line of work. It's true. Awesome. And, and Victoria, specifically, I want to commend you for seeing the hustle that you have had this past year watching you on social media to still get out there, push your brand, represent small businesses in the LA community. Mm -hmm. 
um, pushing their names out there. I mean, at one point I was like, oh, fuck, Victoria, what are you doing out there? Shit. You know, just <laughs> like inside. scared, scared <sighs> from my home. But I was oh, all, no. I was always like, look at that boss bitch out there getting it done. You know, like, yeah. I mean, it's I was been, safe. It's been I was really safe. I didn't oh, usually if I was at an account, I I was like, like leaving it at the door and running away when they like went to grab it or something. And then I would, um, you know, I did a lot of emailing and I did a lot of um, research throughout this. I mean, honestly, I think I worked harder during the pandemic than I've ever worked at any time, which was kind yeah. of crazy because we basically had to learn a whole new job. I mean, it was right. literally like online everything. And, and, you know, I mean, you were there every single thing that was a trend was like the worst thing ever, like three days later, cause we were all just yeah. stuck inside. Yeah. So, you know, doing like a educational moment on social was good for like five seconds. And then everybody was like, Ugh. it's so true. Every, I was like, <laughs> if I ever see another online class, I'll kill myself. I know so. everybody's so sick of it. <laughs> yeah. But so we, I, I think we've been referring it to, I think Brooke is like the great pivot, right? Oh my like God. What the, everybody's had. To can we do. rest that word? Get out of here. Pivot 2020. Get out pivot. of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know. So much pivoting. I know. I know. Um, but we've also learned so much. So like the fear base, like dropping at the door, I'm being super safe is now just like, yes, I can walk up like and take mm -hmm. a breath, like take a breath and we're both masked and we can chat for a second and distanced and then move on with our day, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was interesting though, like just as a, as an ambassador or a person representing a brand that is so like, we call it liquid to lips, but like having that interaction and like actually drinking it, I, I think we're visually yeah. stunning too, but, but it is really like exactly what you were saying, Brooke, like you don't really get what aperitifs are maybe like, and, and not everybody does. Brooke made a good point about, um, how she's opening up her mind. And so for us being in a retail store or a bar and having people actually taste it and go, Oh, this is really good. I never thought about that. Cause most people are like, ew, vermouth. Like that's gross. I <laughs> accidentally drank my grandma's vermouth that she left on her bar cart for 37 years yeah. and it was gross. And I'm like, well, that's why, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but so there's a lot of, um, elements to it that are really crucial to being out in the world. And so I think, with that, with the pandemic moment, I had to really think about like, how do I, um, use my, actually, how do I use my platform to do good? Cause this is, if there ever was a moment it's now, right. um, but we ended up doing a lot of stuff with community and, and, and doing charity work and things like that, because honestly, all of us were more concerned about that rather than what we needed. Like there was no sales everybody's life got put on hold. We were not like, right, Oh, right. how are we going to get sales? We were like, are we yeah. like, let's not die. That would yeah, be great. Lift each other up. Yeah. yeah. And so that was a really interesting thing that I think a lot of brands ended up taking, um, into consideration. And now it's like part of the ethos of like several, I mean, you know, it's, it's, which I think is ultimately a good thing, but that was what we ended up having to do is just like, look for, for ways to, um, inspire and integrate, through our brand and like figure it out on a, I don't know, like a legal and a social level, but from afar, it was crazy in my oh like, God. you know, tie dye pajama pants. So <laughs> yes, I, those tie -dye pajama pants. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, I wanted to compliment you. And I know, and this isn't like a podcast about lo-fi. It's just, I do think that it's for me, I, 
it's like, oh, I'm not the most trained or adventurous with my drinking where like be like, what what do you like, Brooke? And I can mostly be like, well, let me tell you what I don't Tequila. like. Tequila. <laughs> I know, but like I'm like, Ugh, vodka, blah. like maybe rum if I'm in Hawaii, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I think to just feel like I'm so sick of always depending on um like white wine is dependable for me, but so boring mm-hmm. at times just because it's like there aren't a lot of great places to shop around here. And then, you know, my old friend tequila and to suddenly be like, whoa, like the um the lo-fi has like botanicals. They're made in Napa. Like the, all the ingredients are like listed on the front. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, it's a sexy ass drink. <laughs> I'm so very too. excited to play around. Like I haven't yeah. really gotten an opportunity to play around with them at, like on my own, my own terms. But um, I'm going to get there. I'm yeah. Gonna I'll get there. You some girl. She gave me a she gave me a hot tip. She's like, when you open it, refrigerate it, dummy. And I was like, oh yeah, I, I think it's that dummy, on the but it is well, important. Dumb. We should absolutely have you on our um our new our new idea of the server submitted shift drink. So you'll basically mm. like we'll all enjoy a drink together, and you can tell us a crazy story. About uh, your, like I have an idea. Day. Definitely tell this. <laughs> Tell the story. Definitely hold on to the story about the guy who was like, way to go taking the handicap spot. Oh, man. All I right. Know, we heard I'll that one it. last night. Hold on to it. Um, yeah, because we're going to set up a tiki bar in my backyard and get a little um, shooting situation going soon. So, yeah, we should do like one of our first episodes should be a little beautiful lo-fi beverage. I'm down. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> teach me. I want to learn. Teach also. me your ways. Um <laughs> Um, before we go, should we jump into these like failed uh, brands? These I, failed drink I brands? had to. I just had to include this. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, to me. This is so good. Uh, from the drink, the drinks business. Here's the six drinks business. They drinks did not brands. Yeah, I was going to say they did not have a Victoria on their side. They certainly also a very <laughs> uh, bad product. Virgin but. vodka being the first one produced by Virgin Drinks. Virgin you know, Richard Branson, like the old oh. the mogul. Um. Yeah. So it's was the vodka was launched in 1994 in partnership with William Grant and Sons, oh. and was drawn withdrawn from the market years later. Um. So they just disbanded. But wait, is it is it's, it? It's not like it's not like Virgin. It's not like no, non-alcoholic. No, right? it's Virgin, it's, like Virgin Records, Virgin Airlines. They yeah also, yeah. I at get the that. Same time, but it's very deceiving. Who wants to buy? That's probably why I didn't I make it. I don't like the name. Like it, Virgin Vodka. There's like a lot of reasons no why it. I don't like the name for that. So <laughs> it many. just feels like itchy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm hot behind the ears. Um, clearly, and so, so long, sir. So so long, and farewell to Zima, my, our good friend Zima. Hi. <laughs> what oh, to drink when you don't drink when you're 13 years old? Oh boy. So this, yeah, this brand of, I guess alcohol. This is a whole subgenre called Elka Pop. Elko pop and so bouncy of beer brand is what it says. Well, mm. I'm not gonna lie. There's a bunch of fancy seltzers back on the market, which are basically just an evolution of Zima. Let's not lie. I've I'm I kind of got excited for a minute, and now I'm taking back a little bit. I've been trying single cans here and there from our Eagle Eagle Rock Market. Where I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, maybe I could, maybe him. I could get into a hard seltzer, and I'm like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. It's it's very weird. Um, okay, so then this I'm one, yeah, the bouncy beer them. brand, mm-hmm. Molson Coors, had weird alco pop called anime beer. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what to say about that. I'm not saying anything. It else. says there was a bouncy some- beer brand, and I just don't even. <gasps> I don't know about that. 
Oh, oh Jesus. just for ladies. It's a just for oh. ladies. Oh, really, yes. Guys. That's what was fucked up about it. Okay, yes. It's like <laughs> mm, fun soda beer for ladies. Just for ladies. Oh, near. Oh. I'm going to tell you what, who houses uh, truly seltzers? My brother. He should be their fucking ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's no there. Okay. Do you remember Aftershock? Oh, yeah. What the fucking fuck? So basically it was basically mouthwash with a different label on it. And they would make cocktails that were like they were calling the Irish bullfrog and like everything tasted like mouthwash mixed with literal other ingredients, which is like that is so fucking nasty can you still find aftershock i feel like oh i'm I'm sure it exists i'm sure it's out there i feel like it's like it it will be like the fireball you can get like the little six packs of it i bet like aftershock has the same situation oh my god okay wait wait one of their drinks was the thermal bite when you mix aftershock with bailey's disgusting and you know Pharrell Pharrell had his own um, cream liqueur (laughs) it looks so crazy like he's cool but he had strawberry cream liqueur and a peaches and cream liqueur (laughs) and cream is spelled with a Q and oh my my. we all all make mistakes bottles are horrible Horrible. They look They're, like a weird, like um, you know when you go to Walmart and they have like some sort of like let's look fancy, soap. yeah, like a fancy looking bottle of body wash or something that then that gives you a yeast infection. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly yeah, that. Un- that's exactly what's happening real. Here. Meanwhile, Pharrell's Not- smiling in there. He's like, hey. <laughs> And I'm going to, you know, like, and I'll just put it out there. You know, you're, you're not going to catch me supporting Sammy Hagar's Cabo Wabo. I'm not drinking it. It's not happening. As enticed as I am by that bottle. I mean, if <laughs> someone sends me a free bottle of Cabo Wabo. Is it Sammy Hagar or is it? Um... Yeah. No, that's Sammy Hagar. I'm not buying any um, Casamigos because like fuck Randy Gerber and George Clooney. There's nothing against them. But like how much richer do you need to be? However, in supporting rich people, The Rock has a silver tequila, a Blanco tequila called Terramana, which is uh, a nice price point, and I actually like it. And I like Dwayne Rock the Johnson. Have you seen uh, Snoop Dogg's new gin? It's called. No. It's called. It's. I think it's Indigo, but it's called Indago. It's spelled uh-huh. Indago, <laughs> and it is real. It's it's like purple and go or maybe purple and silver or something look that one up because it's okay. actually like a mess but i love it i'm like i um, think i'm gonna just buy, buy one <laughs> i'm gonna shout out yola mezcal oh, yeah. which is a great local uh like la run company um that's all women run especially even down to like the women in oaxaca that like source yeah. the mezcal and make it all nice. all very women friendly and they have a little like a little old ice cream truck that they've bought where they I go and, and put the music on and go sell cocktails they do at different it locations at around LA. Lake Reservoir on Thursdays. Oh my God. Can we go do that? The three of us? Can that be our girl day yeah. out? I would love find- that. <gasps> I love that so much. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Fun fact, since you have some lo-fi, lo-fi Amaro was actually um, specifically created to work with Mezcal, like like combined. My um, brain was already going there. I was really like, good. how do I mix You this? should try yeah. it. I love yeah, it. I drink Let's called the pink that... and smoky. It's delicious. With Ooh, just okay. Scal and lo-fi amaro. 
<gasps> okay. Want it. Try it. Right, we have to stop talking about <laughs> we booze do. and recipes we do. and wrap up. Um, oh, sorry. Victoria, you're the goddamn best. Thank oh, you so much for being here. Thank you. It's so fun mm-hmm. to talk to you guys. Like, uh, anyway, but you know, this was really fun uh, too. Um, you teams. guys, if you have geeked out with us today, please go check out those lo fi aperitifs. I'm sure we'll be pushing them on video <laughs> and being drunk on film for you pretty soon. Uh, but please, again, send us those server submitted stories, sidewordpod at gmail.com. We love you guys. Head over to One Star Podcast Network, all of that good stuff. And you know what we say at the end of every episode, Brooke? Godspeed. And good tips. And good tequila. Yum, and yum, good yum. aperitifs. <laughs> and good night. I'm just kidding. Bye. <laughs>